Hello, welcome to the Glass Tire Art Dirt podcast, where we discuss topical art topics. I'm Rainy Knutson. I'm Christina Reese. And this week, we're going to talk about a piece that you wrote, an op-ed that you wrote two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They got a tremendous amount of traction, much to our surprise. I mean, I don't, I didn't predict that this was going to happen. Thousands and thousands and thousands of hits and tons of opinion just flying all over the place. Tell, tell, uh, tell the people what you wrote. The, the article was, called, was titled, uh, Please Stop Painting the Electrical Boxes, parentheses, a public art proposal, close parentheses. Um, and what it is, is all over the world, in Houston, in Dallas, in Fort Worth, in Austin, many other cities globally, cities have started hiring artists to decorate electrical boxes or transformer boxes. There's lots of different words for them, but these things that are the size of a small refrigerator at at street intersections and places like that. Doubtless, if you are an urban dweller, you have seen one of these things. Yeah, even if you've never paid any attention to them, they're kind of everywhere. They're kind of everywhere. I didn't really, I didn't start to see them until you had actually kind of pointed this out. Fort Worth was the first place that I know of in in my area that started to do the electrical box thing. And that was about three years ago. Right. So I, I, I ripped this thing out on deadline, just threw it out there. Like, <laughs> you know, you, you just never know what is going to resonate with people. And by golly, people lost their minds over this thing. Lost their minds. They did. I mean, the- they did. The, the, first people, the first people to weigh in on this, and it did seem like pretty much everyone needed to weigh in on this, but the first people, <laughs> the first responders were, <laughs> were, po- were mostly positive. I mean, they really agreed with you, and they were happy that you had written the piece. Mm. And then uh, the dissenters started to pile in. Yeah, yeah. I, the dissent, I don't, I'm not sure how that ball got rolling necessarily. Um, one never really knows with these tipping point internet, you know, chatter situations. I would I will say definitively that the vast majority of the commenters, both on the Glass Tire site, on social media, wherever else I've seen it, have been in the disagreeing with me camp. And it's funny because the people that I have spoken to directly about this, of the people who are serious artists themselves or who are in the art world, almost to a person have said like, oh my God, thank you, those things are awful. And all my other friends who are not art world people have been like, what's your problem? <laughs> and that's kind of the attitude. Do they say it to your face or are they like really, have you well, had? Fortunately, fortunately I have a few friends who are very good friends who are totally not art world people who are extremely smart who are like, what's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> and one of them started making a legal argument as to why I should, um, or an economic argument as to why these things are salubrious for uh, society. Anyway, so so yeah, a lot of people took uh, what's the word had t- took trust issue. took issue with uh, with what I had to say, which was basically that I wish that our that Houston would not do this. I wish that cities would not do this. You know, it's funny because we also heard from artists who had who had done these kind of public work, you know, municipal public work things, these public things, and had and some of these artists were like, yeah, it was it, it there was a lot of red tape. You know, the people in charge made me redesign and redesign and redesign. It became an incredibly watered down, you know, version of what they wanted to put up there in the first place. And then also it was just it was just a pain in the butt. You know, they didn't feel like ultimately it served them very well or their artwork. I've heard from artists who've said that. 
I will say, I think that's going to be the case with any public art situation, whether it be one of these boxes or putting a piece in an airport yeah. or anything. I mean, it, it, public art by its nature is a soul-draining exercise for most artists. And that's because you're dealing with compromising in committees and people who don't know anything about art wanting you to change aspects of your art and so on and so forth. There's several things that came up. What's so interesting about this is that the issues that arose in the response and the response itself to me is far more interesting than anything I wrote about this subject. And obviously far more interesting than the boxes are themselves because they're not interesting really at all. But all these issues came up in this discussion uh, around the urban environment, around what are these boxes and the design of these boxes, around class and quality and um, you should just relax. And, you know, the commentary ranged from really uh, interesting, smart comments about, you know, considered opinions about the urban environment all the way to, you know, I, I clearly the author of this article doesn't like color or clearly the author of this article only wants to see art in museums or galleries or clearly, mm-hmm. clearly the author of this article needs to get laid or clearly the author of this article needs to go crawl into her elitist hole and suffocate. That was one, that was one uh, piece of feedback I got. So it's been, uh, it's been fairly ugly. It's been, people are feeling, they're feeling the passion around these electrical boxes. It's interesting when an op-ed, when one of us does an op-ed that gets a lot of traction like this, a lot of people come to the site who never read Glass Tire otherwise. They don't know who you are. They don't know what your voice has been about specific things over, I mean, they don't even know if you're a guy or a girl. Yes, in fact, uh, and many people assume that I was male, which is, inter- it's very interesting that people assume uh, that anything that's written negatively is is a man. The thing about this particular issue is that it's it's brought a lot of non-art people to the site for possibly the first time. They're not art people, and but they feel a tremendous kind of uh, custodianship or a kind of a you know a, what what's the word a kind of ownership. Yeah, an ownership of these of these boxes and the right to have these boxes painted or decorated or whatever it is we want to call it. They're absolutely passionate, and one of the things that to me. One of the most interesting and strange arguments to come out of it, or the, or the, you know, the disagreement was was a class thing, and I I didn't see that coming. I never predicted it. Yeah. Uh, the boxes in the boxes that I see that are decorated in various cities are kind of in the center of town. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, that's because they're the most visible and they're the ones that get the most traffic. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I was surprised by that particular argument that came out that basically they're saying that you're elitist, uh, not just because you don't want the boxes painted because it's an aesthetic problem, but the, it's as though you're trying to keep art out of certain neighborhoods, which was absolutely not the case. Well, what, what was really hilarious about one comment about, you know, this is the only opportunity that poor people will have to ever see art. I was like, gosh, you don't know a lot of poor people or how they get around cities, I guess, A, and B, yeah. living in a non-central poor neighborhood myself where there are blessedly none of these things, I, I will vouch that they're not in the neighborhoods that you may think that they're in. They're in posher, hipster neighborhoods. Uh, oh, and yeah. oh, by the way, they're certainly not in the rich neighborhoods because those people don't want this shit around. That's right. <laughs> so they're, they're, all, they're only in like <laughs> hipster, pricey, you know, arty type neighborhoods for the most part, for the most, you look at the map of Houston and it's like, oh, of course they're in Montrose and Garden Oaks in the Heights. Right. And they're not just wrapped. They're, they're painted, they're wrapped. I mean, there are all these variations. Did anyone send you an image of one that you think worked? 
I, I spent a lot of time on Pinterest looking at pictures of electrical boxes. And I, I did see some from other cities. I mean, there was one in Australia. There was one in, in somewhere in Italy that was a nice one. It, I, my argument was never that it is not possible to uh, decorate an electrical box effectively. Of course, of course, a talented artist or designer could pull this off and do a good job with it. Um, what's interesting is that I really didn't get into the issue of quality that much. I, I, I did make one passing reference to people with, quote, I think I said moderate artistic skills painting these things. Mm -hmm. But it, the, the point was not really about the quality. The point was there was a much more of a larger uh, meta issue of what this project is and what these things are in the landscape. But if you want to talk about quality, I'm happy to do so because um, a lot of the comments I got from people who are knowledgeable, who do know art, was like, look, just because a lot of these things are really terrible, like, what's the harm in it? So be it. You know, what? It, people are having a good time. People are, uh, it's, it's giving artists a chance to get paid to do something or whatever. And I just can't live with that argument. And, and if it is elitist to make an argument for excellence, then so be it. Yeah. My argument is that if art is going to be in the public realm, then it should be great. And we shouldn't dick around with mediocre art. And this is mediocre. I won't even call it art, frankly. There's a misunderstanding, of course, in you know, what this, these things even are. And I, I will not, I don't really even want to refer to them as art because they're not art. They're just decoration, right. which is fine. I, right. I, I have no problem with good decoration, but just because, you know, just because you clip your fingernails or interfere with your body in some way doesn't make you a doctor. And just because you use paint and slather it onto an object doesn't make you an artist. And this stuff isn't art. It's not art. It's decoration, which is a big topic that I don't even almost want to get into here. But to me, if you make the argument that it's okay that these things are not very good art because they're cheerful and they make some people smile, then you're making an argument for mediocrity. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll never go along with that ever. <laughs> Till the day I die, I'll, I'll argue, like, we should try and do our best, you know? Do you, and you put a proposal at the end, you said, here's a, here's a much more ideal version of a of a call for public art and you wrote it out. It yeah. It like a manifesto. It was, it was. And, and I realized, and a lot of people are like, oh my God, that'll never happen. That's so utopian. Sure. I, I understand how municipalities and human beings and groups work. Sure. Uh, but that being said, if you don't like what I had to say and you don't like the manifesto at the end, well, give me a better option. All of this speaks to just how insulting people can be about artists and art, you know, that mediocrity is fine. With for most people when it comes to art, it's not that's not true of professional sports or medicine or any other no. you know calling. Uh, it's again, it's this thing that we I feel like we at Glass Tire deal with this all the time. It's just this kind of insulting, patronizing uh, idea of artists and art, and we're constantly trying to defend it and call for excellence all the time because it deserves it just as an overall you know theme of life we need we need better <laughs> art we need better art well there's this, i think it comes down to the fact that art is a fundamentally misunderstood activity i think that people think that just because you slather paint on something be it a canvas or an electrical box that makes you an artist it doesn't it's that's mm -hmm. not what it's about mm -hmm. many artists use paint but that's not what it is it's about ideas uh, and I also think that there's uh, just a general pervasive notion, the old joke of, I don't know anything about art, but I know what I like. And I think most people feel that way. 
there's also something, you know, just specific to our moment in time right now, which is this everybody's opinion matters equally uh, argument. Mm. And, and a lot of people feel that way. And ironically, the same people who make the argument like, well, everyone's opinion val- is equally valid are the same ones who say, and your opinion, Randy Knutson, is bullshit. <laughs> and so, <Yeah. laughs> which I love. I love that. Uh, but, you know, just as I am... I feel absolutely justified in having opinions about the Constitution or legal matters or uh, medicine or any number of public policy issues. I would always defer to somebody who is an expert in those fields, who has been educated in those fields, who spent their lives working in those fields. My opinion, my opinion isn't as valuable as their opinion. It's not um, in something that I'm not well-versed in. Do you, uh, do you get a sense of why, so, I mean, so cer- certainly this is kind of a trend. So cities see other cities doing it and they go, oh, well, that's kind of fun and that's manageable and we can do it. We can pay for it. It's going to get the artists involved, et cetera, et cetera. Is any of this, I mean, and they're rapping, and there people are also like wrapping um, parking meters. There's some other things that are happening. They paint garbage trucks in Houston. Oh yeah. The garbage trucks. Yeah. Um, was any of this originally, do you think it was... Uh, started because of an anti-graffiti sort of thing? I suspect that that is the case, and I suspect that somebody somewhere had the idea, somewhere along the line, to try and co-opt the graffiti or, or cut it off at the pass, as it were. Because I think, I, I, I believe that there's sort of an unspoken thing with street artists where it's it's not cool to paint over somebody's somebody else's street art. Right. Um, but 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 that's that this thing has totally co-opted the notion of street art and sort of watered it down and undermined it. And I made that point in my article as well as I think that yeah, you did. Fundamentally, I think that this this project, um, I, I think it's demeaning to artists because it's treating them like babies. And one of the comments that I just I frankly couldn't believe I was flabbergasted was a person who said, I made the point that artists should be given total freedom to determine what it is that they want to do. And and if a city wants to do public art, ask those artists, like, how would you go out into the community and engage with society and spark people's imaginations? Like, what would you do out in the community to get people going and see what their ideas were? And I bet they would come up with way more interesting ideas. Um, But this person commented... Artists do better with restrictions, and artists do do so much better with uh, like a like a rose bush that you have to prune or something. And I and I was just like, isn't the whole point to go where no man has gone before? Isn't the whole point yes. to not have restrictions, to fight against the restrictions in the groupthink and the just namby pamby uh, conformist mentality? I mean, Jesus, that's what artists want to do. I think real artists. Yeah, and real artists also, they set their own limitations as an exercise, as a point of, as, as, as something to push against. I mean, you know, they'll, they set up the, the parameters of their own, of their own practice, of their own work. Of course. And that's up to them. That's up to each individual artist. It's not up to some sort of, you know, uh, bureaucrat at City Hall yeah. to tell you what your limitations are supposed to be. That's crazy. I didn't even read that comment. I missed that one. You know, the whole issue of quality and this uh, notion around, uh, you know, everybody's opinion is equally valid and everybody, all of that, uh, and, and this argument for what I consider to be mediocrity um, doesn't extend, like you say, it doesn't extend to sports. It doesn't extend to medicine. We want the best in those arenas. But think about it, even in the art world, it doesn't extend to museums, you know. We wouldn't want something, me- no one would say, yeah, put some mediocre art in the Museum of 
Fine Arts Houston or in the Metropolitan Museum of Art or in the Dallas Museum of Art or anywhere. No one would make that argument. Yeah, let's see some like half-assed crappy art by some by somebody that it looks like it was it was from the middle school section of the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo Art Show, which is what a lot of these boxes look like, frankly. You would never make that argument. But out on the street, people make this argument. And and I was trying to think like like what other uh, areas of artistic endeavor do people make these arguments about? And I, and I come from a literature background, and I was thinking like, and yes, the argument for mediocrity of course exists in literature like everywhere else. And, and it's, you know, the classic example is the beach read, right? Mm-hmm. So it's summertime, you're relaxed, it's like just read a crappy novel, just, you know, relax on the beach and just read something that's easy and is not difficult and is just a fun, quick read. And that's perfectly fine. I have no problem with that. But no one is forcing anyone to read something, right? You, you choose whether you want to read a beach read or not. You can't choose with public art. There is no way unless you are sightless to avoid it. And this whole article came up because I was driving to Hobby Airport and I'm driving down Broadway, the big street that leads to the airport here in Houston. And I'm like, what the hell? And I see these boxes right in people's front yards, by the way, mm. uh, uh, with like bad paintings of, of airline flight attendants from the 60s or whatever, like Pan Am, old fashioned. And I was just like, oh my God, somebody thought this was a good idea. Somebody thought this would cheer us up and make us think about airplanes and flight travel and the good old days or I, God knows what. If I lived in that house though, that had the stewardess right in front of it, I'd be pissed. Mm. <laughs> so the point, the point is you can't avoid this stuff. And public art, because it is unavoidable, must has a higher degree of responsibility, I think, than than like art in a museum even. And yet people think it has a lower degree of responsibility towards excellence, I mean. Art has become this kind of co-opted symbolic thing in our political moment that there should just be, you know, I think the people on the left or people who consider themselves progressive or whatever, but who don't even think about art very much, just think more is better. Just more of, more of it is better. Mm. The, the, the whole argument about scaling it back or taking art away from a neighborhood or uh, any argument that's against putting art out in the world is somehow fascistic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. All of those sort of egalitarian arguments or class arguments um, or socioeconomic arguments, I really think are red herrings. I really do. It's almost as though they're saying that you're censoring art. <laughs> Well, as, you know as the writer David, David Pagel in L.A. says, I, I write about art to make the world safe for the art that I like. Uh, you know, and, and I, I feel the same way. Last night I was at a, a goodbye gathering for Valerie Cassell Oliver, the Contemporary Arts Museum Houston curator, and there were, you know, a lot of people there, and people came up to me and invariably wanted to discuss this subject. And um, there were people there who were like, I think they're fine, I think you're wrong. Well, I will say there was one person who said that, <laughs> and everybody else came up and was like, one person actually said, I wrote this whole long thing agreeing with you, and then I decided not to publish it, because I didn't want to put it mm. out there, and I didn't want to get into the conversation, but I'm so glad you wrote that, because I hate those things. But one person I spoke to who's a very, very good artist, uh, he said, Randy, don't worry about it. It's paint on metal. It'll fade immediately. <laughs> and then I was like... Oh, good. That's what we have to look forward to. Crappy paintings, faded and chipping and, you know, flaking off of these boxes. Won't that look nice? 
you know, and it's not as though the boxes weren't actually designed already by designers and engineers. I mean, the boxes are designed, you know, their shape, their size, their color, everything. It was already thought out by somebody else. Their location. Now you're covering up. Yeah, you're covering up their thing. And now not only are you covering their thing, but it's going to be, you know, chipped and peeling and fading and old, you know, decoration. That's going to make the boxes look that much worse. Just because something is dull and utilitarian doesn't mean it's a blank canvas, you know? And and your point, exactly. These were designed, and frankly, I really truly believe that you edit most things out of an urban environment. You don't, not most things, but you edit out unimportant things. It's, it's like a survival instinct, you know, evolutionary thing that we've done. We don't see that which is which is boring and unimportant. We see that which is important. And that's why signs are red and yellow. And that's why advertisements are often red and yellow because you they want you to notice something that doesn't look natural. So they want you to look at it. And, you know, I asked a question in my article, which nobody wants to answer apparently, or nobody did answer in the comments, which was, why do we have to have our attention drawn to these things? Why is it good to have our attention drawn to these things? Forget the quality of the painting that's on them. Why are we doing this? Uh, I think that cities and city halls, I think mayor's offices, I think they feel good when they come up with these initiatives that make the news. And it's so symbolic, too. It's like it's not actually any sweat off their back. I mean, they're not having to pay that much for it. It's not that big a deal. And they can walk around feeling good about themselves that they've done this artist initiative. And um, well, and that, that was I think like I, that was that was another point that a lot of people said, like, you know, this is a way for artists to like dip their toe in the water of public art, like do a small project, see if they can do it, complete it successfully. And I just think I don't want people's training wheel public art in my environment. You know, mm-hmm. that's not a good argument for it. It's really not. Now, if you want to put it somewhere that's more of a destination, fine. But like like a playground. You know, and there are a lot of public oh, right. art projects that'll, that are in, located in destinations like playgrounds or parks or whatever that people can, you know, try out doing public art on a smaller scale. And that actually like, okay, I can see the argument around that. And they're just arguments for smaller scale public art projects, period. I don't think, I don't think any of this should be a tryout. It's what you're saying. I mean, training wheels and public art, that doesn't, those things don't go together. I wonder what the next thing will be that that cities decide to have decorated by mediocre artists. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in the urban environment that you've never thought about and you don't have to think about, but you could think about like light poles or uh oh, no. Yeah, let's let's decorate let's decorate the electrical poles, you know? Let's decorate the railroad crossings. Let's decorate mm. Oh, there's so much in the urban environment we could decorate. Why aren't we decorating it all? It's all our canvas. Anyway, I liked it a lot better when street artists working on their own volition, doing what they wanted to do, would go out and just do a killer piece of public art. One of the things, yeah. I, one of the things I want to say is, because uh, a lot of people felt like I was attacking public uh, street artists, which is nothing could be farther from that. And I like street murals. I like street good street art murals wherever they may mm-hmm. be. And I like a mm-hmm. lot of the larger commission murals that have happened. I mean, some people really hate the ones that are in Houston. There's one of the Michelangelo God from the Sistine Chapel ceiling, and, and he's holding a um, can of spray paint. And like during the Super Bowl, they changed it to he's holding a football. And I think that thing is perfectly fine. I like that thing. Like I have got no problem with that or many other murals in town whatsoever. That's not the issue. Mm -hmm. The issue is these Mm -hmm. little dinky half-assed pieces of crap, frankly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, but you know, I'm an elitist apparently because I believe that art should be good if it's in the public sphere or ever. And you know what? That's that's Glass Tire's job. Well, you know, it's so funny because Republicans used elitism, you know, lib the liberal elites, limousine liberals and all that. That was like a, a Republican uh, co-opting of elitism as a negative, as a pejorative. Yeah. yeah. Which historically in our country, elitism was not a pejorative, always. Uh, it's come and gone in that sense. And then the pro so-called progressives pick up the Republican rhetoric and now they use it to accuse people of being elite. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if, if wanting excellence and greatness in your life and aspiring to achieve that yourself uh, is a bad thing, then, yeah, I, I mm -hmm. just don't even know what to say. <laughs> I, you know who I like? I like the artists who are really serious, who are doing it seriously, who are making great work. And yeah. they're the reason that I get out of bed every morning and do this job. Yes. So thank you. Thank you, artists. Thank you, artists, for doing it out there. And I know it is so often thankless and difficult and really, really, really hard. And we are paying attention. And we are paying attention. We are. We're trying to pay attention to you guys. We're trying, yeah. I just wish that the city could raise its game. What this really was about was asking the city to raise its game. Uh, when it when it comes to um, the public art, and it's not just Houston; it's every city. But you know what? And Houston is a, Houston's a good city to start to start asking that of. I mean, I think Houston, with its very sort of profound and deep history of art and artists and its relationship with artists, I think that Houston's a great place to to call for a higher standard. Well, to me, it's hand in hand with the the urban beautification projects that have been going on for decades now, you know, since I was a kid, this city is, looks radically different because people started to say like, well, maybe if we gave people pleasant natural paths along a bayou that they could walk on or jog on or bike on and with cool bridges and maybe a little cafe and an art thing, well, maybe, maybe they would be happier and like the city more. And, and so all kinds of trees and parks and projects like that have happened in Houston and it's wonderful. And the city, mm -hmm. it still looks so much better than it ever used to because people started thinking like, well, maybe we should pay attention to this stuff and it, and maybe we shouldn't just let it be a wild free for all rough and tumble, no zoning, you know, shithole. Um, and mm -hmm. so I think along with that, uh, the public art should be better. But see, I think that the people who would defend this, this particular public art program would say, well, this, it, this is beautifying the city. This is part of that city beautification effort. Uh, and I, I understand, I do understand that argument. I just think that they need to be doing a whole lot better than this. A whole lot better. And, yeah. and, and, and respect the artists. Give the artists a chance to do something really visionary. So looking ahead, um, I think this fall's gonna be filled with more art topics that we can topicalize. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, and the rest of you all, stay cool, go see some art. Go see some art. <laughs> <laughs>